The aquamarine moonlight reached down, caressing Natreet as she lay on the stone floor. She ached to open the closed balcony doors and let the moonlight fill the room, but the chain around her wrist would not permit it. She was beyond the pain. The cold of the stone under her clawed deep into the tissue of her flesh for hours and hours, finally releasing her to the pleasure of numbness. Perhaps this would be her last night. She turned aside her feelings of failure and let her eyes slide out of focus in the beautifully dim light. She was positive she had missed her window to kill Philippe. He'd left two days ago in a towering rage after learning Forrest had lied, escaped his grasp, and he'd lost the collar in the process. She'd heard the movement of the army far below her at the base of the mountain, but now all was quiet. Death moved around the edges of the room, whispering peaceful seductions. Her eyelids became heavier and heavier with every blink. Sleep descended as gently as the moonlight. Nitty. His voice sounded strained. Nitty, wake up. The smell of blood woke her more efficiently than his shaking her. Philippe's face was close to hers when she opened her eyes, his beard tickling her neck. He had come back. Either that or she was dreaming. He stank of blood and sweat. A dirty gash stretched across his forehead and fingernail scratches extended down his cheeks. So, she said weakly, as he picked her up off the floor. You didn't forget me after all. No, I was. Natreet reached up and gently caressed his face. His eyebrows pulled down as his black eyes bore sharply into hers. He searched her face for a moment before a small smile pulled into one side of his mouth. I have wondered, he said quietly. I thought it might be like that. He hoisted her up and crushed her mouth in a harsh kiss. Netreed felt smothered under his ardor as he dumped her on the bed. Wait, she said desperately, as he pulled his cloak from his shoulders and dropped it to the floor. What? She held up her wrist. Please, take it off. He narrowed his eyes for a second, then shrugged and went to get the key from across the room. Her arm was freed and he again smothered her. She let her muscles go lax, and she lay there like a corpse. He noticed soon enough. What's wrong with you? He demanded. I'm just so weak. I haven't eaten in days and days. I'm sorry. I really want to participate. He smiled broadly and pulled his shirt over his head. His torso was covered in deep purple bruises. What happened to you? She asked. Here. He offered her his forearm. She sat up a little and sank her teeth deep into his flesh. This was the opportunity she had been waiting for. She pulled as hard as she could on his veins. My position was challenged, he explained. I had to fight two contenders. They're both dead now. The army is marching to Kael. I will join them tomorrow. But I had to come back to tie up a few loose ends. I've got to get the... 
Dear. Ah. It was starting to work. Natreet pulled harder and harder. She had never taken this much blood at one time from anyone. She looked up at his face. His eyes turned glassy. She continued to drain him. Those idiots keep using the wrong words. I swear it didn't take me half this time to become... become fluent in French. I don't think they, um, understand why I made them... I mean, aren't you done yet? He was on the brink. She felt flooded, but with two more deep pulls, he would be right where she wanted him.